Well, there's the single crack to start uh, this Friday morning. I'm uh, I'm here with Jack. Jack didn't crack his beer open, though, and he says uh, he's got an intro for us. You know why I didn't crack my beer open? I didn't crack it open because I got something a little special. The fucking Chicago White Sox are in the goddamn playoffs for the first time in 11 years. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, Jack's okay. There it goes. There it goes, folks. That Jack's beer is done. Straight down the gullet to start off this Friday. That is a completely empty can right there. And uh, well, we're off to an electric start here. Woo! <laughs> Welcome oh, in to God. any and all of our listeners here. Episode 10, Shed Some Light on this Friday. Michael and Jack coming back to it. And that's number two right there. We're two Number beers one, in. One for the socks. Two beers in on the first segment. Ooh. What a Friday this is going to be. <laughs> Let's go. I needed that. So, uh, episode 10, Shed Some Light. Michael and Jack back at it. White Sox in the playoffs. First time in 11 years. We're going we're gonna to get into our sports talk here, but we got a couple things, a couple of uh, points of business to, to take care of right off the bat here. First thing is we have a new five-star rating coming in this week. Hey, thank you. Thank you to the five-star rating. Pretty excited about it. So we're going to, of course, we're going to share that with you. As always, any five-star ratings, you can uh, get your little shout-out on Shed Some Light here. This one came in this week. It says, yes, this is a great podcast. Michael and Jack are down-to-earth, fun, and just plain funny. Highly recommend. Hey, thank you. Thank you to whoever left that. That is awesome. We like you. (laughs) We love you. We want some <laughs> more of hey, you. Hey, hey, uh, uh, mm, uh, we mm. got no rhythm. Yeah, hey. yeah. We are we are <laughs> all over the map today, baby. So we got that taken care of. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up this morning. This was re- really like the first crisp morning of fall. Felt like my nipples were hard in the best way possible. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll I mean, tell you that right now. You rolled out of bed, I, starting off your day I that way. I love fall. Fall's the best season. It's not even close. So, in my opinion, it's summer. No, nope, but wrong. You know what I? You know what I love about fall is Everything. flannels and blue jeans. Flannels, blue jeans, football, bars. Everything about fall is awesome. If I could, if I only had to pick one pair of pants to ever wear and live in for the rest of my life, it'd be blue jeans, without a doubt. I love blue jeans. Can I go sweatpants that look like blue jeans? <laughs> I'm just going straight, good old fashioned American blue jeans. Uh, are you wait? So are you, can I wear different shorts then? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I'm probably, just saying probably pants. probably blue pants. Jeans. If I pants. only if I could only wear one pair of pants the rest of my life, it would be blue jeans. Eh, never mind. I'm going like uh, khakis. They're the most versatile. Well, blue jeans you can dress up with like a, eh, a not polo, really, a blazer. Not really though. You can dress up to an extent. Yeah. Like you go to a wedding. In blue jeans and a blazer, you're a douchebag. Uh, maybe that's just the style Khaki, of the khakis, wedding. Khakis, khakis. <laughs> you can you're multicolored. You can you know, they're very versatile. That's all right. I'm picking blue jeans. Blue jeans are my favorite. That was that was just right off the cusp. Of, that wasn't even on the agenda hey, of things to talk about today. But that's just how this Friday is rolling. Uh, we're gonna switch over to our usual first segment here. Quick little sports dump. Probably not going to be quick because we got a lot to talk a about lot today. To talk about. 
We're going to start this one off, as Jack already mentioned in the opener, White Sox, playoff bound. First, Believe it. First AL team to clinch. We got the Believe It newspaper up in the back of the Shed Some Light studio here. From, from the 05 World Series. Oh my goodness. Believe it. We're ready to do it again. We're ready so, to believe again. What do you want to talk about specifically White Sox-wise? Can I give two little, first of all, four-game series against the Twins. We go 3-1. and one. If you would have told me at the beginning of the series that the only game we lose is the game that Lucas Giolito pitches, I would have punched you in the face and called you crazy. I would not have believed you that one bit. That is banana lands. But first, I got I got two little things about the first two games, and then we can kind of get into the game that just happened today. Yesterday, for the people listening. Yeah, Thursday. Because um, I think today is the game that uh, had a little bit more storylines and everything. Uh, first game, I do have to tip my hat. To Rick Renteria, you finally made a correct managing move. The kind of fake bunt by Adam Angle to slap a single to give us a lead, I want to say in the eighth inning. Uh, great move, finally. It only took you three years of bunting every single chance you got to finally realize that, you know, maybe hitting a single is going to be good. Maybe getting everybody on base instead of sack bunting would be good. So, you know. Shout out to shout out to you, Ricky. Finally made a uh, a good managerial move. I tip my hat to you. Way to go, Rick. I'm tipping my cap right now. Tipping no one can see it, but my hat is being tipped. Tipping the cap. Uh then number two. I just gotta, you know, I gotta I gotta I gotta say something. I just gotta say something. Do you hear that in the distance? What is that? Oh, what? I'm sorry. Oh, you know what that is? That's the Dane train that's rolling full <laughs> steam ahead, baby. What up, Dane Dunning? What was that? Seven innings pitch, two runs. That's all you want. That's all you want from your starting pitcher against one of the best lineups in baseball. Dane Dunning. Fuck yeah, buddy. You're great, and I love you. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with that one. Oh, you, you had no idea, but it went Right where I needed it to go, baby. The Dane, Dane train. The Dane train is full steam ahead right now. Choo-choo! You are cooking, brother. I love everything you're doing. Third game, if we want to talk about it, Geo gets blasted for three, which uh, you say blasted. It really wasn't blasted. In three and six, I believe. Yeah. Our offense, I don't know what I don't know what we were doing. We just, you know. We just fell asleep for the day. Yeah, took the day off. <laughs> it kind of looked like we were taking the day off today, too, with some of the pitches that we're taking. But somehow, in God's green earth, we got the win with Ronaldo Lopez on the mound. How about that? That's banana. <laughs> couple things I want to say before we get into the, the main story that we got on here. Ronaldo Lopez looked good for the most part. It's just that when he misses, it doesn't matter. The, the catcher could be setting up low and away, and when he misses, you know, some pitchers are missed low and away, and they go, like, high and away or high and in. You know, the command's different. I swear that every time Ronaldo Lopez misses, misses his spot, it goes directly down the middle of the plate. <laughs> it doesn't matter where the catcher's set up. Low and away, high and in, low and in, up and in, doesn't matter. It's going down the middle of the plate, and he gets blasted for three hits and three home runs. I mean, that is obviously not what you want to see, but – the 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 only positive the way that I can kind of spin it is that he's our like last resort back end of the starting rotation. He he should be if 
not I was gonna say if we go to the playoffs. When <laughs> we go to the playoffs. Playoff bound, baby. Uh he he should be the fifth. He should be the fifth and he should go four to five innings, pretty much max unless he's dominating. And other than that, I don't think he really should play. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like at, at the very back end of your rotation, he can eat up some innings, but and, and you're going to give up those sort of pitches that go straight down the middle. That's just I've, what's going to happen. And don't get me wrong. I've been very critical of him. I think his 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 pitching, his stuff is is disgusting. It's just, like I said, he misses way too often, and then he gets in his own head, and he starts missing even more. And so, like, if he can figure out those things, I think he'll be a very good pitcher. It's I just am very doubtful that he will ever figure out those things. It's when he's good, he's good, and when he's bad, he's awful. When I think he, that's a line yeah. from an Eminem song. <laughs> Let's go. Sure. Man, this is a fire-loaded Friday episode also, here. <laughs> also, uh, want to give a shout-out another pitcher, Cody Hoyer. Dude, Cody. You are awesome. You are dominating as a rookie. White Sox Dave had a, a person on their, podcast, on their podcast, and I can't get it out of my head now that he's a right-handed Chris Sale in the way he looks when he pitches and how he pitches, and I cannot get it out of my head. It is so accurate. He's just this long, lengthy dude. He's got a big old, you know, backswing of the arm, and he pitches across his body, and it is disgusting. He made, I think it was Eddie Rosario today, look completely stupid on a slider down. I love it. Cody Hoyer. And I'll give a shout-out to Matt Foster, too. You're fucking great, too, buddy. Matty Ice. Ice. Love to see it. Uh, Big topic of the day here. Definitely want to touch on this last one. Got to give a quick shout out. Jose Abreu, love you. MVP, though, all day. The quote the quote that you had to Eloy that Eloy talked about when we you, you were in the locker room after the game and your quote was, I finally made it. I literally wanted to shed a tear. Everyone in the White Sox organization fucking loves you, baby. You're our face of our franchise, lifetime contract, build a statue, do it all. I love you. He's the man. He's the, he is the man. And the fact that he's been here through all this and That's now he's, saying. Like, he's finally no, reaping the benefits that he deserves. Nobody deserves it more than Jose. Yeah. Literally nobody. He has been through like six years of just complete shit and finally is getting to reap the benefits of it. So shout yeah. out to Jose. We're going to the playoffs. Jose, it ain't so. Oh, MVP, Jose, oh. it ain't so. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Uh, last thing you want to touch on here from uh, yesterday's game, as y'all are listening to this, Josh Donaldson, what the Minnesota fuck Twins. What you doing, buddy? You're a grade A D bag. What the fuck was that? He, I, I, I get it. He's mad about balls and strikes. He's acting like this. This series was lopsided one way or the other. Nobody was getting calls. Jose literally got rung up on a ball yesterday that started outside the zone and broke further outside the zone. The, the umps have sucked this whole series. If you're that mad that you're going to hit a home run and then as you're coming home, kick dirt over the plate as like a 8- to 10-year veteran, you're a fucking loser, dude. So, a legitimate loser. So you know how there's the, the like, Minnesota nice? You know how, like— the, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Minnesota nice. So I've always, like, especially He's this year— He's not a Minnesota guy. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. This year, like, especially, I've had respect for the Twins just because it's been, like, Twins, Sox, Indians all, like, kind of battling it out at the top, and they've been they've been a decent team throughout the whole year. But when he did that today, I lost all respect 
mostly for him, it kind of made me, it kind of pissed me off at the organization as a whole, but mostly for him that he had that sort of childish response because like you said, he's arguing balls and strikes, hits a home run, and then kicks dirt over the plate like an eight-year-old complaining. I remember when I was five, you fucking <laughs> loser. First of all, uh, the only thing I disagree with you about on that statement is I fucking hate the Twins. I hate the Twins. I hate the Indians because they're the only two teams that are good in that division. So fuck you both. I hate you. I hate your fans. All the, I mean, twi- all the Twins fans being like, oh, you know, you know, we'll play games that actually matter in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. We'll see in the playoffs or whatever. Minnesota Twins, we haven't been in the playoffs in 11 years, and we probably have the same amount of playoff wins as you. Big old goose egg. You get swept every year in the playoffs. Stop acting like you're some hot shit team. You guys fucking suck and get swept in the playoffs every year. So I don't like you. I don't like Twins fans. I, I can respect them. Their team's good. I hate I hate love Nelson Cruz because all it does is just fucking hit bombs. And he's like forty years old. So I hate love you. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck the twins. But, and especially Josh Donaldson. You're a douche. All right. We're gonna wrap up the baseball talk there. Everything else sports wise coming up now is football. Football, football, football. football! It's fall. It's football. Let's Sox, talk October. Sorry, last. Let's time. talk. Uh, let's go. Sh- let's go. Chicago Bears first. Bears preview. It should be another dub. Let's go, Mitch. All it's, day. It's Bears Lions this weekend. Nope. That I mean, was it's, last it's weekend. It's Bears Giants this I weekend. I know. Have another. <laughs> it's Bears Giants this weekend. I'm living in the past. Yikes. Uh, You're just so hung up on that. Let's go, Mitch. Win from last weekend. I feel you. I'm. I'm there too. Uh, I'm still running off that adrenaline high. So I don't think I want to hear the chant of "Let's go, Mitch." on any other day of the week besides Sunday because I hear it so many times on Sunday that it's just like I need nope. six days of recovery I'll, to get over I'll, this. I'll chant you. I'll <laughs> chant you. You can just play that in my ear all day, every day, baby. I'm going to say it. Let's go, Mitch. Let's go, Bears. Uh, the Giants looked better than I expected in some ways and worse than I expected in other. Their running game looked absolutely horrible, and I can't tell if that was the Giants' offense or the Steelers' defense, but the running game, which is what I'm most nervous about, looked like dog shit in their first game. And Daniel Jones looked better than what he did last year, and our cornerbacks and uh, secondary looked horrible against the Lions, which I'm nervous about. So I, I, I obviously want the Bears to win, and we need the Bears to win, but... If the Giants could maybe just throw to their tight end Evan Ingram just a little bit more for my fantasy implications. He- oh, let me tell let me tell you. They will because Danny Trevathan is absolutely dog shit. In <laughs> Holy now, cow, he gets beat every single time. We're let's let's flip sides of the ball here. The whole Allen Robinson saga going on this week. What are your thoughts about that? I don't think we've talked about this one yet. I mean, he wants money and he should get the money. It's 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 a tough spot for the Bears, especially with Mitch, because my my guess is that they don't re-sign Mitch. Mitch would have to go out and almost win the Super Bowl, if not make a playoff run for them to have like any thought of re-signing him. Uh, and if they re-sign him, then they probably don't have the cap space to go and re-sign Allen Robinson. But realistically speaking, they should re-sign Allen Robinson, and he he's mad for all the right reasons. He should be paid more. He's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Like, and so I don't, I don't have any problem with him wanting an extension. It kind of sucks that he's bringing this up 
now. Now? Um, like, after the first game? After we just made, like, a big comeback win? But at the same time, I, I get what he's doing. But it kind of seemed like they figured it all out, at least for the, the time foreseeable being. future. But, I don't know, this offseason is going to be a shit show. I hope they just feed him the ball this week. Again, fantasy implications, but if I Dude, <laughs> but if they feed him the ball, then we're all fucked in a way. Because it's like, if they feed him the ball and Mitch has a great game, then it's like, you gotta re-sign Mitch at least for like a year. And if you re-sign Mitch, then you're not re-signing Robinson. Uh, but you I, gotta I would, re-sign Robinson. I would take Allen Robinson eight days out of the week over Mitch. Yeah, okay, I agree. But then, so say say Mitch has a, a great year throwing to Robinson, and we, you know, somehow, maybe not even make the playoffs, but do well. We're not going to get a good enough draft pick to get a good quarterback, and then we're quarterbackless. Well, what if we get Ian Book? <laughs> Book it, baby. <laughs> Book it. Uh, anything else Bears-wise, are we going to switch over to college? Predictions for the game? Um, I'm, uh, I honestly haven't given it too much thought, but I'm, I don't have an exact score prediction, but I'm going bears by 17. No fucking way. I literally, my score prediction was 27, 10. Let's go. God, dude, God damn it. I literally, I swear to God, I was, when I asked score prediction, I was like 24, 10 was my initial. And then I was like, nah, we'll get a field goal in there somewhere. We'll get two in there. And it, like I switched it, and immediately as I switched it, you were like, "We're winning by 17. People, this Fuck. is this is a five star Friday episode. We are cooking here, man. We are cooking with peanut oil. Wow, that's locked in. We're people <laughs> didn't know we're brothers, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they know. Uh, let's switch over to college football here. First thing before we talk about Notre Dame's matchup this weekend, Big Ten football recently announced this week that they are coming back. I personally. I'm okay that there's more football being played, but I don't like it that it's the Big Ten because there's a lot of Big Ten schools that I don't like. And I I think that because they're coming back later than normal, no Big Ten team should be allowed in the playoffs this year. Okay, maybe I'm stupid, but like, so they're coming back, what, October 23rd? Correct. And... They're playing on playing eight to nine games. Correct. And Notre Dame has already started. Correct. And they're playing how many games? Uh, 11 or 12. How the fuck are they going to get in eight games? In- they're, they're playing eight, eight or nine games in eight or nine weeks. So but- when's, when's the college like football like selection show? Because the- that means... The selection show, as if the Big Ten goes completely to schedule, the selection show is the day after the Big Ten championship. So what is it then, like Christmas? Um, I don't know you're, what it you're is. You're going October 23rd. You're going eight weeks. You're going basically to Christmas. Yeah, something like that. So, like, how the fuck, like, am I dumb? Or, like, when was the selection show supposed to be? This is why we need our fact checker. We need someone in the background doing this research. I couldn't tell you, but I know that at the what they said was that the Big Ten season was going to end the day before the college football selection show. I'll say this. I don't want the Big Ten in the college football playoffs unless 
Tom Allen leads Indiana <laughs> to a 9-0 season and then fucking put him in the playoffs and let's ride, baby. Leo, let's go Hoosiers. So I, I will definitely take that because Indiana is one of the Big Ten schools that I would actually, that I actually do support. Hoosiers. But what I'm saying is, so there's we've already seen different schools, for instance, Virginia Tech, have to like shut down for – you know, a certain amount of time throughout the season. And the fact that the Big Ten thinks that they're going to be able to get in eight games in eight weeks means that every single program is going to have to literally be perfect. Yeah. So that, and and I just don't think that's going to happen. But then what's going to happen is that at the end of the season, Ohio State's going to be 7-0, and 6-0, and something like that, and start their hissy fit that they should be in the playoffs because they're undefeated. Okay, you, you want to hear something kind of funny? Yeah. So what? Nardin's play. You said what? Nardin's played ten games, eleven. Uh, uh, I think it's eleven or twelve. Eleven. Okay. I think eleven. So, ten conference, so one out of conference, something like that. Eleven games. So we'll say eleven. Eleven to ten. I'll even give him the benefit of that. I'll go on the low end of it. Ten to eleven games. Max it Big might, Ten it might be twelve. I don't know. I know, but I'm just I'm just going on the low end for this argument because it makes the argument funnier. Okay. Max ten to eleven games, or minimum ten to eleven games. And then Big Ten's playing max nine, correct? Correct. So what's the knock on Notre Dame? They don't play a conference championship. They play one less game than everyone else. Except for this year. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. You play one less game than everybody else. Oh. What's up, fuckers? Big Ten's <laughs> playing one less game than everybody else. Oh, got you with everybody's own argument. Suck it, everybody out there that's not a Notre Dame fan. You're all idiots. <laughs> You were all so stupid. You didn't even think of that, did you? I think you didn't even think of that. I think that this this Big Ten push to come back, put it right there. I think this Big Ten push to come back was completely driven by Ohio State because I think they're the only team that has a legit chance of getting that close to the playoffs. And I would love for the committee to see Ohio State at like six and zero at the end of the year and be like. You guys are a bunch of idiots. There's no way a six a, a, a team that's played six games the entire season is getting in. I, I think they have if they if they want to do it, they have to play all nine games. They have to. And if they, they if they want to make a, a a legitimate, not even legitimate, a slight case to get in the playoffs, I think they have to go nine games. And they've basically already shot themselves in the foot by starting this late. The Big Ten's such a fucking shit show, dude. They're so stupid. <laughs> Literally so stupid. And I just dunked on everybody with that argument. I want to go back <laughs> to that because that was a great argument. I just thought about that right now. So that's just ammo, ammo in the gun for all the Notre Dame fans right there. Yeah. Oh, join a conference. You play one less game than everyone else. What's up, motherfuckers? Big Ten's doing it this year. I also just love joining a conference this year and our schedule got easier. Significantly easier. Significantly easier. So with that being said, quick run through of Notre Dame football this weekend. We are playing. The University of South Florida. Are we playing them at we're home? Home game. It's the first time that they've played here since 2011. Do you know who their offensive coordinator is? Charlie Weiss Jr. Charlie Weiss Jr. making a comeback to Notre Dame Stadium. Chuck Weiss. Chuck Weiss. <laughs> and uh, I think... Uh, he, he has a really great like baseball announcer. Like If you played baseball, like an old school baseball announcer name. Like Chuck Vin, Weiss. Vin Scully type of guy. You know? <laughs> and Chuck Weiss up the bat right now. Okay? Swing and a drive. <laughs> yeah, swing and a drive. <laughs> Deep left field. <laughs> Um. Uh. What do you, you got? Any score predictions for this one? I have numbers for this one. If you want to go that way, I don't. I don't know because everything I thought about the Duke game was just completely wrong. Like I thought the offense was going to be really good and just kind of dominate, and they didn't. They looked like shit. 
and then I thought the defense was going to be better than they were. The defense wasn't bad, but they also weren't good. They were the they were the typical Notre Dame bend don't break defense of like you're probably going to get in the red zone, red zone like five times. You may only score once. So I I have no read going into this game. So I I think um, our offense. I think Ian Book was just too he was too hyped up. He had too much adrenaline going, and he just needs to calm down. Once he calms down and gets into a rhythm, which he started to get into towards the end of the Duke game, he's going to be fine. Deep breath. We're all going to be okay here. I'm going a 35-10 Notre Dame win. I'll take it. I'll take that. I also think I also think Kelly, and I know he's notorious for not using his freshman. Use your fucking freshman, buddy. You're a fre- you have three. You're probably three best offensive threats at the moment are probably all freshmen. Got Tyree, Michael Mayer, Michael Mayer, and Jordan Johnson. Jordan Johnson. Well, and, and everyone, everyone is kind of criticizing our receiving core, being like, "Oh, you know, losing Claypool, like we suck now. Like, what the fuck? They're blah, young. Blah. We got to adjust." Put Michael Mayer out there. That kid's a fucking stud. We, they got to adjust. Play the freshman. Let the kids fly. You know, have fun. That's what I got to <laughs> say. We got a big weekend of football ahead of us. Fall is in the air. We hope you're getting as excited as we are. On that, though, we're going to wrap up our sports talk there. Take a quick break, grab some refills, and we will be back with some. Uh, we got a, what, a documentary review coming up next. Doc review. So we'll be right back. Crack a tower. We're back. Refills. You heard him crack. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> so we're, we got a, we got I'm I'm really looking forward to this little segment here. Me too. We got a quick documentary review, and then we've got a, <laughs> I think what could be a pretty funny draft. Good draft. So jumping into it right off the bat, The Social Dilemma. It's, it's hot in the streets. New Netflix doc. Everybody's talking about it, about social media, the internet, everything that's going on with it. I'll be honest with you, it fucked me up. It was weird. It fucked me up. Was- I like and and like two of, I knew basically everything they said to an extent, but like the additions that they added on to it, like were like that's fucking scary. Like the fact that they can they know how long you look at a certain post on Instagram, a oh, certain yeah. tweet, and then they they factor in that to like an algorithm and they send you ads based on what you just looked at and like all this stuff like that fucked me up. I thought I was that like blew my mind at first. So since then, I've just been going to bed every night, and I keep my phone next to me, and I go Miller Lite, Miller Lite, Miller Lite, hey, Miller Lite, and I'm yup. hoping that a free package yup. shows up at my door. Yup, that's <laughs> but, what you want right there. <laughs> no, it was a it was a weird documentary. Um, it was I I thought they did a really good job of getting like the people that they interviewed were, in it. It wasn't just any like some Joe Schmo. They were high up. Yeah. People. Which yeah. is sweet to hear their input of it. And so, so one of the things that I thought that was that was like pretty crazy that I kind of learned from it is the the influence of like they know kind of like not like how many people, but they can influence like how many people go to vote. Oh yeah, from that yeah. And then like I I I learned a little bit more today because I'm dumb. I don't know anything. <laughs> so I learned a little bit more today uh, about like. So a lot of people think that I feel like a lot of people think that like when you're voting for the president, you're like, all right, like my vote doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But like it goes like so much deeper than that because it's like 
when you vote for the president, then your county can take those numbers and be like, oh, so-and-so amount of Republicans voted in this county, so-and-so amount of the Democrats voted in this county. And so then they take that, and that's how they base, like, uh, people who are running for, like, public office or people who are running for mayor. That's how they base those numbers right, off of. Right, right. So it fucks up those numbers. So, like, that was something that I didn't know. And, like, to think that that can be influenced by social media is just fucking bananas. Well, it's it's crazy now that, like, there are some social media apps. I think Instagram is one of them. I, I don't know about any others, but that you can register to vote through the app. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. I remember back in the good old days when you had to do it all by pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the other just like random takeaways from me, the I forget the guy's name, but the one guy who like with the dreadlocks, who oh, just yeah. looked like a fucking like lunatic. And he, he's probably like 500 times smarter than I'm ever going to be. Oh, yeah. Looked like he like might have been homeless. And is a gar- like guaranteed genius. Like I just thought that was kind of funny. You know, the sad thing was like uh, when they were talking about one of their interviews was with the guy who invented the like button, like the thumbs up button, you know, on Facebook. And like their whole premise behind everything was trying to spread positivity. Like all of these social media outlets started off as something that was meant to be good and positive. And then it just they got too big for their britches. And, you know, it kind of went all downhill from there. But I feel like that's almost with the same thing with any sort of invention. You know, when the cars first came around, it was like we're trying to make travel faster and quicker, easier, better, more efficient. And now it's like, well, cars are killing the planet because of their their gases. Well, the other thing with that was the 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 when I I believe it was Jack from Twitter went to like Congress, went to the hearings. Yeah. He was like, we didn't. Like we intended this to be like everyone just connecting with each other, right? And I I feel like in so in social media especially it's hard to just get like just get one side. You're never gonna get just get one side of it. Yeah. Like it's never gonna be like oh we're just trying to connect. There's always gonna be that other side to it where it's dark, it sucks. There's bad parts to it. So like I kind of like feel for him in a way that like there's nothing really that they could have done about. Yeah, like like they to the extent to an extent did almost everything that they could. Like, I don't know if there's a way that they could have prevented like the dark side of Twitter, or the dark side of like Facebook, or the dark side of like Instagram. I guess when they're talking about Instagram and Facebook, it's more of like the ads, and I guess when they're talking about Twitter, it's more about the freedom of like speech and kind of the freedom of. Well, I think I think the overall general. I guess, statement that I kind of put together from it was that by its nature, social media isn't bad. It just has the ability to expose the bad of, of us as humans, as individuals. Yeah. Because we can post whatever we want on there and then that's going to cause arguments, fights, disagreements, well I, also, well, I also think the original intent of of social media wasn't bad. Correct. But I think now it's gotten to a point where, like, they've it, it's it's you know, in like the movies when like it's fucking. It, it, here's a great analogy. It's it's Jurassic Park. We're like at the core. It's a great idea, but guess what? They're gonna create a fucking animal, and it's gonna kill us all. Yeah. 
Social like, social it's media. Gonna get, it's going to get so big that they can't handle it. It is legitimately every Jurassic Park movie. Social media is Jurassic Park. I say social media two isn't two on analogies. Social media Holy isn't bad. Fuck. There's just bad people that use social media and then they get all the attention. Not even use social media, but like the whole like algorithms and like like they know me better than I know me. Yeah. Like I and I think that's not even like the people that use it. It's just the people that like create it got to kind of a little, little power hungry. Well, I'm selling everybody's, you know, likes and dislikes to everybody. But you want to know my like I guess it's not a takeaway, my biggest kind of, you know, thought that I had about this. Okay. I'm not going to change anything that I'm fucking doing at all. I mean, I already told you my change of Miller Lite saying it into my phone before I go to bed. Dude, I, am, <laughs> I am not going to change a single fucking thing. And, like, I probably should. I, I probably should. I 100% should. But it's just like I'm not, like, I'm not going to. Yeah, that uh, that that got Are pretty. You? Uh, mm, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe I'm a little bit more like I'm more conscious about it, but I probably still won't change. See, I think I think I'm more conscious about it for the next like probably a week, and then after that, I gotta I'm, I got a short memory. I'm anyway, now. it is a good documentary though. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. I know that got a little bit darker and like more serious than normal. It's it's not something though. I'll give it this. It's not something you can watch like for fun. Oh yeah, you got to pay attention. You got to like be locked in when you're watching this. Like you can't watch it with like, oh, it's like watch the movie for fun or like let's watch the movie when we're going to bed. No, no, no. You got to be like, I got my pen and paper. I'll take some notes and like let's go. Yeah, yeah. So that was our little serious. Serious segment. I don't think we've ever really had one there. We're now into the double-digit episodes, so glad we got that out of the way. But uh, wow, <laughs> we're going to jump into what we think is a draft. It might just be a little bit of back and forth, but this came to my mind the other day. Um, I will explain to you how it came to my mind when I make my pick, but we are going to draft and talk about the things that we got way too hype for as kids. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. So are we going five to one or one to five? Or does it not matter? One to five. One to, one five. to five. Okay. One to five. Let me pull up my All list Are you here. going first or am I going first? You got this one. Take okay. number one here. Number one. Number one. This Okay. This, I guess, technically isn't in direct order. Okay. Of like one to five. This is just like five things I thought about. Okay. But the number one thing I thought about getting way too hype as a kid, going to Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese oh, fucking bangs, dude. That is a good one. Let me one. get the pizza. Let me get the games. Let me get all the tickets in the entire world. I'm never going to get enough tickets to get any of the cool prizes, but guess what? I'm going to play those games like it's nobody's business. So I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in an extremely long time, but you know what one of my memories is from there? Their pizza was awesome dude yeah their pizza goes very underrated like i could i could do like chuck e cheese takeout <laughs> pizza they had awesome pizza yeah no they're well okay first of all like you said like i haven't been there in a while so i feel like if i hadn't i'd be like eh, probably yeah, not I, the best i actually kind of well, but like there's there's one open bias i feel like we should kind of try like it <laughs> dude i'll go in there and straight up like play games and shit do they serve beer Dude, if they serve beer, I'm there in two seconds. It, yeah, dude, that's a good you catch one. Me there, got, you catch me there tomorrow. We got to check that beer. out. We got to check that no out. There's no doubt in my mind I'd be there. 
I'd go there just for fun, like so, by myself. Chuck E. Cheese. No, I'm just kidding. That's Chuck E. Cheese. Weird. Yeah, we can't go over there by ourselves. Chuck E. Cheese is a great number one pick. That's really good. Ah. So I, I was going through my list, and I realized that a lot of mine revolved around school. So you're getting hyped for shit that revolves around school? Not 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 school in general, but it took place at a school. Zero of mine took place at a school. All right, good. So then I don't feel bad taking this as my uh, number one. Wait, is it going to be the lunchroom when you're like your teacher got called first? Yeah. So lit. It was it was a two parter. Speed walk out of that. <laughs> a two parter for my number one of the thing that I got the most hype for as a kid. So in our elementary school, when you were going up to buy your lunch, you could buy or bring your lunch. When you were going up to buy your lunch, they had these little like flip cards with our teachers' names on it, and you could only go up when your teacher's name showed up on that card. And when you, your teacher came up on that card, and you just had to speed walk to the Dude, front of the line. You're sitting oh, on the edge of your seat. It was electric. Sitting on the edge of your seat. So the, my my one A to that was uh, when you could plan out when you were going to buy and bring your lunch and you saw the days of the pizza week sticks. where you had pizza sticks or chicken pizza nuggets on the menu. Pizza sticks. Oh. Banked. So good. Banked. Number one, most hype as a kid oh. when your teacher gets called and you get to go up there and get some pizza sticks for Dude, lunch. Dude, I mean like – if you got if your teacher got called first and you got pizza sticks, you got the fresh batch. Too. You got you that's the holy grail. Oh. That's everything you want in life. Yeah. When you're when you're in, you know, second grade, that is what you live for right yeah. there. Yeah. I, that's that's a good number one pick too, right there. Good, good. Okay, right. so my my number two right here is something that I don't know if you can relate to as much. Um, but let me explain it why. Uh when when your parents told you that you could rent a video game from Family Video, ah, yeah. okay. Because let me tell you about this. One, like it's 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 probably on the weekend. It's probably like a Friday Friday after school, Saturday during the day, and it was just kind of a mutual agreement between you and your parents. They're like, "Hey, I got two days off, so I got forty eight hours. I'm gonna spend <laughs> twenty four of them playing this video game. Like, I'm gonna just grind out this video game, play it as much as I can." And it was, it was like, dude, I, it was like a sugar rush for me. I was like, oh, I get to rent a video game today. <laughs> yup. I'm calling over my boys. We're playing the video game all day, all night. It was just, dude, that was it. That was like a, 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 a rush. I got, I got a little bit of an adrenaline rush when I heard that I could rent a video game. That one, that one is very fitting for you. You were big into the video games. I kind of missed that phase. I don't know why. There was only yeah. certain ones that I would play, but that is a good number two pick for you. I think, uh, so. Are you good with that one? Yep. You good. With, all right. So I'm going to jump into my number two. Um, so this is the number two that made me think of this draft. And I don't think you're going to appreciate it as much as me. I actually could very well see you making fun of me for it. But my number two pick is when we were kids and mom had a van. And it was the first time that the the windows in the back of the van could roll down. And you could roll down the window thinking that it was like, this is what it's like to be a big kid sitting in the front seat. And then you were sitting in the back seat getting to roll the window down. That was hype. That was a hype. I mean, like, it was nice. <laughs> you're telling, like, top five moments I'm getting hype for. I don't even think that that sniffs the top five. Well, well that so this is what made me think of it. The other day I was driving home and I saw a, a you very – You sitting in the back of a van and you got the roll down the window? <laughs> no, I was, I was coming through – I was going through a stop sign. And I saw a kid, a very young kid, sitting in the back seat of a van with the window rolled down. I was like, that kid's living his best life right there. I mean, I agree. Like, when you got to do it, you felt like a baller. But, like, 
I I'm I don't think that it ever like got me hype. Like, uh, I, I didn't. I was like I thought it was cool, but if you're talking like top five things that got me hype, I I like I said I don't I don't really think it sniffs that. Hey, you're a big video game kid. I was a big Fresh Air kid. Uh, I like those windows nerds. in the back seat. You're a nerd. <laughs> All That's right. my number two. All right, number three for me. So I got there. This is this is I got one. So it's but I got to explain two parts of it. Okay. So planning a sleepover at your friend's house who you know has great snacks. Oh Dude, yeah. So like for first part of it, planning a sleepover. If I if I was having a sleepover on a Friday, I knew on Monday that I was doing it. Like <laughs> hey, call each other up, call each other's parents. Is okay. Yeah, everything's good bang gotta plan it like a week in advance basically and then two like if you know that you're going over to your buddy's house who has like great snacks like that's literally the best when you're like oh dude i'm getting gushers i'm getting food <laughs> by the foot we had we may have a bowl of lucky charms tonight Ooh. like i know their parents are ordering pizza probably for dinner like let's go and then like Normally, the people who have the good snacks also let you stay up a little bit later. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right there. Yeah, get a little Mountain Dew in me. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> that You're really just, feeling it. Every, all the, the, the snacks is like the main, the number one right there, and then everything else just kind of falls into play. But you got to you gotta plan it a week in advance so that you're, you're hyped the whole week. Oh, you're yeah. Just counting down the days. Oh, yeah. Because this one, see, it's it's a value package for me. I get <laughs> seven days of hype. <laughs> Everything the else is like, everything else is like in the moment. I've been hyped for seven days. That's pretty good. So I'll take that as my number three. Planning a sleepover at your friend's house who you know has great snacks. I like that. I like that. All right. So my number three also comes with some explanation here. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to word it because in my mind it makes sense. <laughs> but I don't know if when I explain it, it it's going to make stupid. sense. So my number three – I'll give it to you generically, and then I'll give you the specific example. And that would be when you and your friend got to go to a sporting event, and at that sporting event, you were just like wearing your emotions on your sleeve, and you got way too into the oh, game. Okay, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. So for me, like this goes back, like me and one of my very good friends, we would always go to the Notre Dame-Purdue football games. At the time... I was the big Notre Dame fan. He was the big Purdue fan. He since converted is a Notre Dame fan now. But I remember going to those games and I, you know, I couldn't have been more than like 10 years old. And I was in the stands like doing like trying to get the crowd pumped up and like yelling at the players and the refs. And I guarantee you, I looked like a complete idiot as this tiny little 10 year old kid getting so into the game. And I, I, I actually still do that now, especially if I got a couple Miller lights in me. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, oh, that was just like you're, you are living and dying with every single play as a tiny little kid. Whew. Gets you going. Oh, I, I like that one. That's, that's a big time one right there. <laughs> like, the, like the best was like I, I didn't have to go into the other stadiums, but like going to a home Notre Dame football game, paint my face. Oh yeah. Getting like the half blue, half gold. Oh, yeah. like, Let's ride. You, you just, know, we're here. You just get way too into the whole oh, game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm actually going to make an audible. Okay. On my fourth pick an audible from what I was going to pick. And so this one, I don't know if you're going to appreciate it as much, but like anybody, I feel like kind of close to my age, maybe your age. I don't think you did it, but so, 
getting h- hype as a kid. Never mind. I'm audible and back because I'm going <laughs> because because now that I think about it, what I was gonna say, I was like, I wasn't really a kid for it. Okay, I was older, so I'm going back to my original pick. Okay, so it's coming home from some place. By the way, this is very specific to to our family. I don't really think anybody else really did this. But hey, maybe they do. So coming home from some place and it's close to Christmas and you walk inside and you get a surprise gift from Santa. Oh yeah. That, dude, oh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Oh. That got me hype. Like you're just coming back from like, oh, maybe I went out to dinner. And you're like, I'm coming back in, walk inside. Oh, what is what, this? The chimney's open and there's a gift laying on the what? on the on the fireplace. <laughs> How'd that happen? Oh, from Santa, and then and then we're just even, chest bumping, dude. We just be like, oh, did you, mom, dad? Did you guys see this? What the fuck is going on? We were all out at dinner. How did Santa How drop this off? Did this gift get here? Oh, that's we a hype locked, show. We locked this place up tighter than Fort Knox. What the fuck? <laughs> How did Santa? You magical genius. Straight down the chimney. God, that dude. That was. You're telling me that. I mean, my my heart would race that is that is great that i'm not even gonna lie when i was like a little bit older i still like i kind of still think about that happening oh as a 22 year old i still whenever it's like close to christmas i kind of walk into our house and be like oh i nothing, still think about it nothing fuck no shame in that game <laughs> i guess i made it on the naughty list this year if you know what i'm saying <laughs> dang it i did <laughs> all right that was good that was really good so now i'm really i'm i'm rethinking my last two picks because they're oh, good. If, if you're rethinking the last two, then let me tell you, my last one's gonna blow you out of the water. They're mine are good, but not great, and they're they're both uh, school related, so we'll see about that. But so my number four pick is any time as a kid when you got to be out of the classroom when there was class still going on. Yup. Whether it was like big. whether it was like you got called out and you like like your mom was coming to drop something off or like you had to go deliver a note for a teacher or like something like that and you're like yeah check me out I'm roaming the free hallways and everyone else is sitting in the classroom. Oh, oh no one's here. Hey locker finger guns. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'm by myself. Whatever. Yeah. Or or like uh so for me I had a friend who got hurt. And he was yeah, in, carrying the books. Yeah, yeah. You had to carry the books for them because they were in they were using crutches and you got to get out of class five minutes early for every single class. Wait, how old are you when this is going on? Like s- sixth grade. Oh fifth fuck, grade. I, I fucking could have used my audible. It was fifth or sixth grade. I'm going back to my audible is the honorable mention. Okay. But yeah, anytime that you could get out of class when everyone else was still in class. Sweet. All right. I I like that. That that's a big one. You're, okay, you ready for my number five? I've been hyping this one up to you. Okay. Draft of things you got way too hyped for as a kid. Yeah. No one no one is going to know this. At first, besides Michael, and I'll explain. <laughs> whenever Jackie Batiste hit a three at Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> So can I tell him this story? Oh, go ahead. And let <laughs> okay. So we have always our our family has always had season tickets. You like to, that pick though? You know that, what I'm saying? That is a great pick. That's, that sh- I shouldn't be my number one, but I wanted to save it for number five because I felt like it was a great capper offer at number five. So um, 
Wait, was it Jackie Batiste? I thought it was oh, Janika Joyce. No, J- Jackie Batiste. Okay, so we, we, we've always had season tickets to um, Notre Dame men's and women's basketball and football. And so this was – we were at a women's basketball game when we were both <laughs> very young. <laughs> it was a big game. I don't know who we were playing. But one of the Notre Dame players knocks down a three <laughs> – and Jack is like <laughs> premises. The the seats of the Joyce Center were very old at this point. Very old. Jack is. They got the the Joyce Center literally got renovated like a year or two after. So they're they're the typical like stadium chairs that fold up. And Jack is <laughs> jumping up and down on the the part that folds up With, and down. I'm like I'm still like my butt is still <laughs> hitting. I'm not like standing on the chair. My butt is still hitting the chair. The chair just snaps off its hinges. <laughs> It completely snaps off. Jack tumbles to the ground. We had to call an usher. <laughs> oh my god, that was a great pick. That was a great. Yeah, you're talking pick. about times that got way too hyped. That might be number one, <laughs> but save that for number five because I wanted the best one to cap off the draft right there. Oh, that is good. Jack getting way too hype at women's basketball. <laughs> hey, still happens. Yeah. Whoa. Cool. All right, let me let me assess my number five pick here because I got a couple of them. And I don't really like the one that I originally had, so I will be calling the audible here. I'm between two of my reserves here. Um, I think my number five pick here is going to be recess football. Oh, yeah. We took that way too serious. Oh, yeah. if, you, if you didn't take it way too serious, you're a fucking loser. So it was uh, when we, we uh, graduated from third grade and we moved from the first second third grade playground to the fourth and fifth playground the field behind the playground oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so um me and my one of my friends at um we on the last day of third grade recess we took some grass from the from the third grade football field just as a little memory just like yeah this is where we ran it (laughs) so we we had football taken away from us at recess so many times too because we got way too into it and whoo let me tell you if you didn't get hyped for recess football as a kid, you weren't living. Okay, so I got two honorable mentions. Okay. The number one that I was going to audible to was like in sixth grade when uh, you'd plan out a nice little date with your GF at the mall just to go walk around. That got me hype. Okay. That got me real hype. Okay. But, you know, I don't. I didn't want to audible to that. I, I don't have experience with that one. Yeah. You, but trust <laughs> me. At, all my friends know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Um, and then my, my other one that was going to be on there was just like catching anything at a game. Oh yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, thrown yeah. into the stands. Oh, if you the, caught that. The free little chat. I remember very specifically, it was like Notre Dame basketball and it was like, they were honoring all the sports that day. And so in the far left tunnel, like 90 feet away from me. The women's soccer team runs out and they're throwing out these big soccer balls. And I just stood up, pointed at one of them, and she like immediately made eye contact with me, tossed me that sucker, and I was like, let's go, best day of my life. Yeah. Signed yep. by the whole soccer team. Let's ride, baby. That was that was awesome. So do you have any other honorable mentions? Not that I can think of at the moment. All right. So my two honorable mentions were uh, any time that you had a substitute teacher and they just brought in a movie. Yup. That was hype. sweet. That's big hype. That was awesome. And um, what was the roll, fifth one? Roll it out on those TVs that were strapped down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the my fifth one was uh, just 
waiting for the last bell that signaled school ended. Yeah. You're both hype on, on those. Gotta be. Yeah. If you weren't, what are you doing, nerd? <laughs> that was a pretty good draft. I didn't know where that one was going to go, and I really liked that one. That was big time. <laughs> so just adding to this great Friday show that we've got here for you. Cooking today. We are cooking. cooking. So with that being said, we are going to grab some refills, take our last break, and uh, we're going to come back with our final segment of Did You Know Floods Edition. I know. And are we doing uh, Jack's Dumb Thoughts? We are indeed. All right, Jack's Dumb Thoughts. We'll wrap it up there. We'll catch you after this break. Crack tower. We're back. It's another longer edition on this Friday. Depending on when you're listening to this, the Shed Some Light Boys could be out on the golf course right now. So Bang, bang. Hopefully we're hitting some dingers. Um we're going to f- finish up with here with our final segment. We're going to get into our, our classic Friday, Did You Know? Uh, this week we have floods as our topic, Big which uh, let me tell you, the information on floods out there is limited to say the least. The thing is, it's limited. So like realistically, we should be able to like get each other's, but I didn't do any research. I, I still think we're both going to miss. Yeah, I didn't. I picked like one kind of like part of it, and then I just all right went under, went into that. All right, so you want to start off here? Try and I think I think you you go first. Today. I'm starting off. All yeah. right. Let me pull up my. So I only have a couple of them here. I legitimately won. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this one. Um. What was, in a bonus point for when, the most deadly flood that took place in the United States? You're fucking kidding me. Mine's the number of people that died in that. I have that too. It's 2,209. No. 100% wrong. What, what, what flood are you talking about? You're 100% wrong. What flood? It's like Johnstown something. Nope. Mine said the Galveston hurricane and storm surge of 1900. Most deadly flood in the United States where between 8,000 and 12,000 people died. Nope. Unless, unless I just missed a United States on this list. Galveston, Texas, 1900. Nope. I am I am looking at the list as we speak. All right, I'm gonna have to pull up, pull up the old. Uh, what do okay. you? What, what was? Wait. So what did you say it was? Right here, Galveston hurricane and storm surge of Galveston, Texas, in the year 1900. Anywhere between 8,000 and 12,000 people died, and that is according to USAToday.com. Well, let me do it. Let me, I'm, I'm fact checking you on this because I'm calling bullshit. You just saw the website. You said it was, you said it was a hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane and storm surge that caused the flood. That's still a flood. Yeah, it depends. I can, all right. You want to, you want to just cross that one out? I'll give you, the, I'll give you a number two. Nope. I got a second one. I <laughs> get, he's doing his research here, folks. That's why we're, uh. Going through this. I, I looked up the deadliest floods. Yeah, me too. And then I w- took it a step further because I got the number one deadliest flood in the world. 
And I didn't think that you would think to look in America. China? Yeah. 1931 or Can something we like talk that. Nineteen thirty. Was that on Wikipedia? 1939. The Can we China talk floods. about that? I didn't. On, on Wikipedia, they have the estimated death toll of... Four million. Well, no, no, no. The the the, the range is five hundred thousand to four million. That's three point five million <laughs> people in between. Wait, hey, give me a little bit something closer. How the fuck are you three point five million as a as a as a as a range? Yeah, deadliest flood on record was the nineteen thirty nine China floods. I got that one, but then I I didn't think that you would think to look at only America. This is fucking bullshit. How is that not on fucking... Let's go. See, that's right. Okay, that's but right. if you look up list of deadliest floods, yeah. it's not on here. <laughs> well, someone's got to update Wikipedia. No, I'm calling... <laughs> dude, no, I'm not taking an L for that. I'm not taking an L for that. Because uh, uh, that's bullshit. I, because I looked up deadliest floods. And if hey. it's not on deadliest floods, it doesn't count. Well, then USA Today is wrong. So you yeah, got to take it up with like USA the national today. press. Fuck USA Today. <laughs> So okay, so well then it just kind of blew my cover on the one fucking thing that I was gonna. Yeah, your death question. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, <laughs> call an audible. I know. It was my other thing <laughs> I had. Uh, what defines a flood rather than just a rainstorm? Um, a an extreme surge of water to an area that typically doesn't experience it. Mm. If I take the L for that, you gotta take the L for this. How about it's just how about it's a tie? So we're both one, two, and one. I'll take a tie. <laughs> okay. A tie. One, so two, this and one. one. Uh, is uh partial or complete uh in ordination in ordination? I don't know. I can't say anything. <laughs> Words of are not the two or more scene. acres of normally completely dry land. Ah. So it's okay. gotta be completely so I'll go okay, I'll go one, two, and one. One, two, and one on the official records here. You got any other facts that you want to share with us? Fuck no. My other my other thing was just like it was kind of crazy that they had a three point five million range. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll give you I'll give you all a couple more pieces of knowledge about floods here. Um uh, according to my other fucking fact is fuck Wikipedia then, because you screwed me on that. <laughs> uh there are technically five different types of floods. They are aerial, catastrophic, coastal, riverine, and urban. And uh, let me see. The other one that I had was uh, eight point between eight point three billion and ten billion dollars is the average annual amount of damages caused by flooding. Ten billion dollars. That's crazy. That's pocket change. Pocket change. That's how much we make on Shed Some Light here. <laughs> <laughs> subtract the billion and then subtract the 10. <laughs> Zero. Zero dollars. Yeah, maybe someday. Maybe one day. So Eventually. <laughs> that's okay. our quick segment on floods. So I actually have two dumb thoughts. I'm... And one of them may be a genius thought. Just... Kind of reversed. All right. I'm very anxious to hear these. Okay. So the first one that I thought about the other day is why do some like countries that speak in some part speak English spell words with an extra U like color or favorite? Like what? The, why the fuck is there just an extra U in there? 
Like, you know, like, like Canadians will spell like favorite with like, like a, a U or, or color. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, why the fuck did they just use an extra U? And why the fuck is everybody just okay with it? What are they doing? Right? I mean, when Dude, I, I see saw it, it the other day, I was like, what? Why? Well, when I see it, I'm just like, okay, that person's not from America. Yeah. But like, but you would why? think you would think that they wouldn't want to use it because it's one less character, and it's just like there's no like don't, don't like French Canadians use the like isn't that the OU? Mm, sure, we'll using go with it that. or whatever. We don't have a fact checker, so I'm definitely making a generalization here. But like, it's not like it's not like they just don't speak English. It's just a bad translation. Like they just speak English. What? So I just looked up color spelled with a U. In the United States, the word is spelled C-O-L-O-R. The rest of the world spells it C-O-L-O-U-R. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking America what? against everybody, baby. It's the same thing with the metric system. So we're the idiots. Yeah, no. No, we're, actually, no, we're, we're the smart right. people. Yeah. Because we chopped out a character. Yeah. We're the, we're the lazy what? people. What? Everyone else spells it with a U? Again, that's just coming from the first Google search that pulls up the little Wikipedia excerpt. I mean, that's, excerpt. That's, no, that's normally what we go off of. What? Let me look up favorite now. F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. Favorite. 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 Oh, this one, this one doesn't give me a nice little excerpt. Oh, what's the difference? What's the difference? Let's check it out here. Check it out. Um, Cha-cha-cha-cha. They're both correct spellings. No. Depending on whether you use American or British spelling standards. Yeah, see, fuck that. Yeah. I don't what. That's stupid. I don't know. That's I, stupid. I don't know. I'm I'm shocked to know that the rest of the world spells color with a U. Fuck the rest of the world. That is that's pretty crazy. I feel like on that one, well, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. Well, that's just things that rack through my brain. Right <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Let's hear the other one. Okay, so this might, in a way, be a genius thought. I hope it is. Would kids get better grades if their grades were public? As in anyone so, could see them? No, no, no. So, like, after a test, the teacher just whips up the grades on the screen. Like names next to them. Um, in my opinion, it would be a nice bell curve, dude. I think I think for the most part, I think that kids like average grades would go up. But what about the kids who already don't care, and then they see that, and then they just get even more discouraged, and then they're like, "Yeah, I." couldn't care less of what my grade is so i'm just gonna purposely do worse i don't i don't think i don't think that they're gonna go down i think you just keep not caring like they're the low end of the spectrum already you can't get lower than not caring but the people who are in the middle would be like oh shit like so i like i told them i i used to tell them that i like had an a in this class but i really have like a c like i need to fucking study my ass off and get an a now it'd be just an exposure like, I get the whole, like, m- 
like morality of it that it's probably not the best thing to do to just be like, hey, this fucking idiot got a C on this exam. <laughs> and, you know, everybody has a bad exam. But at the same time, I think it would motivate people to study more. Because they don't they don't want to look like a fool. Yeah. Like it's it it's like at the surface of it, I get that like teachers right now would be like, oh, like why why would I ever show like my kids like their grades? But like I I genuinely believe that it would actually help. Yeah, I could see that. I think it's, I gotta... think it's like a human a human nature. We are competitive at our core. Like we always kind of want to be the best. So like being able to like oh like like this person scored like a percentage above me like I gotta do better next time and I'm gonna study more next time and then I'm gonna like beat them again and then you beat them and they're trying to do the same thing to you like I legitimately think like it would help. So yeah, I mean I've got a couple thoughts that I'm not gonna share because they're not podcast approved, but I think that it would help the people that want to do well and hurt the people that don't care. I don't understand how it can hurt the people that don't care. So so in my in my mind, you have like the top third of the class who care about their grades. You have the bottom third of the class that doesn't care about their grades. And you have the middle third that could go either way. Once people from that middle third group start sliding down, they're just going to be like, oh, well, I'm I'm closer to the not caring group than I am to the good grades group. I'm just going to jump ship and join that group. But I think that I think for the most part, the middle group is like the the people who are like, yeah, like I probably could have studied more and I wish I would have got a better grade. But, you know, I told everybody I got like a B plus. I feel like that's like 99 percent of the middle group. Yeah. So I feel like if they if everybody made it public and they like it's basically like calling someone on their bullshit. Yeah. Like when you call someone like if you get calling your bullshit, you're like, oh, fuck, now I got to go do it. You know? Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I got a B plus, and then you get called on your bullshit, it's like, nah, you got like a C, dude. He's like, all right, well, next time I'm going to get a B plus. I don't know. That's that's definitely something. I thought about that today, dude. Just a random <laughs> thought. I was like, oh, that might actually work. Yeah, I I don't know. I still still I think, don't know, dude. Yeah, because I think I think it's such a non-normal idea. That, like, just the idea of it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no shot I'm doing this. But if you, like, really kind of break it down and think about it for a second and, like, objectively take all the, like, here's how we've done it for the past, like, however many hundred years, I legitimately think it might help. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like, okay, like you're so, saying, so, I, so I understand. Think, think about yourself. If, if you are in a class with, like, your buddies – and you get like a bad grade on the test and they come back and they're like, oh, dude, like I got an A on that. The other guy's like, yeah, dude, same. I got an A. And you know, in like your heart of hearts, like you got like a B minus or whatever. You're like, you're telling them, dude, yeah, like I got like a B plus or like an A minus. But then you're like, fuck, like, I got to do better next time. But if they just knew that right off the bat, then they, they you couldn't even bullshit it. And you know that they're holding you almost in a way to in a standard that's like, a little bit higher than what you'd probably hold yourself to. Because basically everybody does everything for the viewing, for the, the, the judgment of others, you know, in a way. Yeah. Like everything that everybody does is for the judgment of others. 
So if it works just to a, and I know these are kids, so it's a little bit like, you You're know, messing with weird. some psyches there. But like at the same time, like they're still doing it for the judgment of others. So if you just, you know, it's a little extra, you know, hey, how you doing? A little extra sizzle to your class. Yeah. Dude, it's all it's all about the motivation. I think it's the best way. It's it's a it's a great way to motivate people. In theory, I think it works. In practice, who knows? <laughs> but we're, we're gonna further this discussion post recording because I got some thoughts that I'm not gonna share on the podcast. You're a coward. <laughs> I am. I am. Any other <laughs> dumb thoughts that you want to get out there no. before we Sorry, wrap up? Dumb thoughts. All right. I got a lot more, actually, but we'd be we're, here for we're save, five days. We're saving those for uh, future podcasts. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Shed Some Light, Episode 10. Can't believe we're in the double digits now. Old two dig. Can't wait for the triple digits. That's going to be a while. That's going to be <laughs> But in the meantime... Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. Uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media. On Instagram, we are at Shed Some Light Pod. On Twitter, we are at Shed Some Light. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can get to us on email, Shed Some Light Podcast at gmail.com. Give us a five star rating with a review. We'll read it on the podcast like we've done last couple times. Shout out to you. Gave us one. Thank you to uh, all of the people who have given us reviews. And uh, anything else? Keep them cold. Happy Friday, everyone. Have a good weekend. We'll catch you on Monday. In the meantime, keep them cold.